feel good music today, man. It's a big one, man. Let's go, Something like a few Nipsey Hupsers over there. Little Molly. That's just for the. That's just for the. That's just for the aura. This a this a this a big one for me, man. I, mean, I think this is this one I've been waiting on for a minute. Um, two of my favorite people, mm -hmm. um, you know, here here in the same room to have this conversation has been excellent, man. But before we get into that, man, I want to introduce the podcast. This is the fucking Hudson Crew podcast. Your boy Ra. You know what I mean? And we got a special guest today. Um, somebody that watched me grow. Somebody that I look to as a brother. Um, and I respect, have the utmost respect for it, man. It's my man Jeff. You feel me? Fuck my man Jeff here, man. You feel me? Appreciate you, my guy. What it do? What it do? What's up, my boy? How you? What's good? You here, man? Yes. Jeff. Yes. My man Jeff, man. It's been a long time coming, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yes. Yes. I'm happy to be here. First and foremost, the best clip is in North. In Jersey, I think personally, man. I mean, it's been said. It's been, it's been said. <laughs> it's been said multiple times, man. Like, uh, most unknown, known. And that's crazy. Oh, the most known, unknown. It's crazy. I had before, before we even like, before I met Jeff, I had just started getting shape ups, like literally like two months before I met you, and I had just got it. Swear God, swear God, never had a shape up before. Never had a shape up. Like my she grandmother was not into that shit. She went, she went 30 years old. Never shape up because I had braids and braids, so it wasn't like you know what I mean. So it was like yo, the object of what a shape up was that you, if the more shape ups you get, the further your hairline you push back. As our hereditary, that my shit was gonna go bald, so I didn't want to start that shit too early. So I left my shit intact. But um, I met him through his brother, and like, and it's like I was getting, I got two shapes before that. Fucked my shit up badly. Never went back. And then I went to the shop one time. He like, man, come on, man, get a shape up. Mm. He was reluctant for a while. Like, nah. And then gave my first shape up, and it's been what ten years since then, almost. No. Longer than that, bro. Yeah, longer than that now. It's been like 13, 14 13. years. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. And this man gonna bless me with a nice shape because your boy looking like a slave right now. Yeah, for sure. No yeah, cap. A modern slave. <laughs> <laughs> a well dressed one, I'm well just saying. Dressed yeah. Well dressed slave. Well dressed slave, you're gonna shape me up, man. You're gonna put some work in butt. You've been you've been getting into you've been, you've been getting into this place like it's like you gotta know exactly where you're going. I think we talked about earlier too. Right, right. You gotta know exactly where you're going. Safe for everybody. Certain certain prestige people that's in my head. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, what you say is accurate. Um, you know, I got into this uh, at, a, at a young age. I think I was 18 when I got into this. And real talk, I feel like not to be religious or anything like that, but it really was something that God blessed me because I didn't grow up really in barbershop. I had braids. I had long hair myself. I had braids. <laughs> Get you a magic not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga had my fucking pictures of that This is a life decision. Over <laughs> six months of questioning ball guys to see uh, if this is what I want to do with my life. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So Roz, it's, it's been amazing to see you grow up and to be a part of your show. I mean, it's amazing. Um, I watch you on the gram and I can't wait on part of it right now. You know, I definitely can't wait to see the growth and and the East Coast is about coming and make your dreams come true. And uh, I would, you know, in the likes of Viceland, I talk about all the time, that'd be really dope. 
That's a fact. Nah, appreciate it. Hey, Vice, come holler at us, man. Yeah. Hey, Vice, yeah. come holler at us, man. Stop playing yeah. games. Yeah. We've been adding you for the longest. What's up? What's up? It's definitely about time. You guys were already on Vice. So that's a fact. Shout out to uh, shout out to fuck that's deliciousness. Fuck that's deliciousness. Oh whoa, that's fuck that's deliciousness. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, fuck that's delicious. Any wait, ain't about to drop another season? We've been dropping seasons. He's been doing it independently now, so he's been doing without the uh, without mice. You know, oh word, yeah. which is dope. I mean, all the all all income income portraits to them. You know what I mean? So shout out to them. But yo, Jeff, how did you how did you really get into like being a barber? I mean, I noticed it wasn't your first choice of things that you wanted to do in life. Uh, again, I said I, it happened when I was young. So uh, I mean, I remember. Um, uh, I think I was like 12, and I cut my little brother's hair one time, mm -hmm. and that was like the first time I actually held clippers and cut anyone. Mm -hmm. And I was just messing around, you know, in the house alone. And um, later on, I think I was like I said 18, and I found some clippers again in the, in the garage and cut one of my friends. And people were like, "Wow, you know, it actually looks kind of cool." And I'm like, "Whatever, just pay me." Right. <laughs> Give me my five dollars. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, it was five bucks back then, right? Um, and um, I mean, that really was what sparked it at the time. Not being able to work or find, you know, good work in in this town of Irvington, and and it was something I felt like I could just do. And really, I'll never forget, I saw Ushers, uh, at this point, like a year or so go by, and I'm cutting with a book bag on my back, just walking yeah. around. It was a backpacker. Yeah, I had a bag, it was a knapsack, actually. I had a drawstring, <laughs> had a Timbaland tree on it. It was crazy, my famous, I wonder where it is. I wonder where it is now. <laughs> that bag is sitting in the stadium. That's my favorite bag. Gets all lines, Yeah, and um, yeah, so it was pretty much that, and I never forget this one guy. I was walking down the street and he was like, "Yo, Jeff, yo, you do shape ups, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I do shape ups. You think you'll come through later?" And he was like, "My first kind of official client, mm -hmm. somebody that called me. Usually, I ask you, but they would say right, okay, right, right. And, and you know they'll give me a shot." And he actually, and then I started cutting people in a in a hallway. I couldn't go inside his house. His mother was like, "Nope, not in here. Not, in, uh, not on duty. Like, yeah, not, <laughs> not on duty. Not on duty." So uh, we had to do it in the in the uh, in the, in the stairwell exit. Had the extension cord running out and clippers and like literally the, the lights in the hallway. And it just cutting him once a week. Local dope boy. You know he gave me a shot. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, unfortunately, we kind of needed those guys as an example too to for, to measure yourself on what your growth could be. Right, getting right. money, he was getting money. It's not like it's Wall Street. Everybody getting money in a different way. So he gave me a shot. I think talk about spoke about that on like interview with Big Beach and um uh, as far as the show goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, were yeah. saying like you know like. The dope boys, like how things are changing now, because the dope boys was the one that was funding. It was like the taste rappers and stuff. Yeah, the taste makers. They said it was cool, it wasn't cool. Right. That's that's the yeah. Wow. They said the trend. The trend. Exactly. They said the trend for everything. Exactly. Everything going forward. They said the trend of you know everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So uh, it went from that, and then by this time now, um, the neighbors downstairs and the guys upstairs now they want shape ups yeah. now i got a couple of guys from down the street so like every week or two i'm going there you know getting like three to five people i'm like wow the children and it was a local guy he i still know him today um and he used to cut himself i mean you thought he went to the best barber in town he was doing it he himself was nice. i was like whoa he's doing it by himself and one day um one day he asked to cut because now i'm cutting his friends now 
So he's like, wait a minute, yes, this guy's yes. here every weekend now, yes, there, yeah. cutting like the whole building. <laughs> and I was like, and uh, when I always admired his cut, like, you should cut, we should cut together, you know. And uh, one particular day, this was my, this was made, what made me really take it to another level. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he he challenged me. He was like, yo, let me shake bro up too, one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And I was like. First of all, that's my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to get. I have no job. This is, I'm like 18. I have no money. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, but I always take my challenges to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I look at it as like a little test, and I was like, you know what? Fine. And he shaped one of the guys up, and now it's like he's getting that. We're doing it this time. Yeah, both this of back. This is just like 02, 2002, 03. We, back then was a lot of um, Camerons, chin straps, yes. chin straps everywhere. Yeah, chin straps. You have to be the man to do a real good chin strap. That's a fact. So I did the, I, I did it, and we were doing the same style to everybody. Yeah, always. yeah, and and and, and now we move down to the wire, and I'm like, this guy's gonna beat me. He still looks sharp as hell over here. Like, what the hell? Why did I do that? We never did this. I gotta pack my stuff and leave. <laughs> Like now nah, we want we want we want to Darnell man like yeah okay fuck with Jeff yeah you know what I'm saying and then um, literally we were done and people looked and it was the moment of truth and I'm just cleaning up and it was yo I like Jeff shit better bro I was like yeah and then I was like I'm going to a shop and that, that was the moment of clarity and I was like yo you know what I'm saying like but that's life though you gotta like a lot of people won't take them time to measure themselves and some people you know have these innate feelings. Right. Uh, to move in that direction, and some people don't, and that's kind of like the type of conversations that we have, right, right. The, the unbalance of what minds do and what minds doesn't, and why mm -hmm. they do and why they don't, you know what I'm saying? Because we're all exposed to the same thing, mm -hmm. but our perception is completely different. Is completely different. Right. You know what I'm saying? We in here right now, in the same setting, all have different perceptions. Right. But everything people, visually is the same. How many people got to fuck up and get to where you are <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. I definitely had a lot of, a lot of, uh, mishaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna walk you into it. I was cutting a guy here for so long, the Clippers just blew up on me. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yo, no. I'm not lying. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh! It was the most embarrassing thing. Yo! What was that conversation afterwards? Yeah, I'll be right back. I gotta go uh, back. I did, I left. I left. I was like, oh, man, I couldn't stand there, and I was young. That's why actually the first oh, time I went to Oh shit. And, and and one of the guys came and you know he he helped me and and uh you know and, 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 and I got through it. I got through That's it. That's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember I made a guy bleed a lot. I was oh, shaving no. him and I didn't know how to put I didn't put the like the hot towel in the huh. lather. In the skin, yeah. And I just started I just actually I just put whatever on him, I just started shaving it. And it was like snap crack and crunch under his neck. But he was like, yo man, I'm leaking like a pig over here, man. Sit off me, man. I'm out of here. I was like, Yo. Oh, man, man. Color purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And um, to, to just move forward. Um, and then one other defiant moment. I always keep this close to me. I see the guy every few years or so, and I say, man, like, because of him, took me to like now I have my own space. I have a few spaces. I have my current space here. And um, he, you know, he was like, you don't have any clientele. It's the owner. I'm like what? Everyone's just coming to see me. It's like, oh, six. Mm -hmm. I'm like, coming to see me. And he's like, that's because you don't only barber here. The shop is open. I'm like, what's, what are you talking about? Like, I love you coming to see me. But it was like, what does that mean, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I took that as another challenge. That was the second major challenge. Like, 
I'm gonna show you that I I can have clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna show you that, and uh, and that's what I did. And then I moved over to Irvington, and then I met my little brother, and uh, I met Rob. Right. And uh, that's around that time. It's like '08. Yeah, that's yeah, just start going. Yeah, yeah, it's just start going. And that's when we just started just going ham, and, and it's been it's been rocking ever since. And you know, I, I care. I care about people. I care. I wanted to cut people the way I want my hair to be cut. Ironically. No. <laughs> Don't worry about oh, this. Don't uh, worry about this. Focus on the positive. Focus on the negative. He's gonna take it all off. Yeah, he got time. He has time. He has time. He has time. He's got a hairline on that on trip. But it's kind of crazy because when when like it's funny that some people like you get into a chair and you spend 15 minutes in the chair, you out. Right. Like I had never met somebody that spends time on your hair to make sure everything was perfect. You know what I mean? And meeting Jeff, and I was like, yo, he's not punctual, man. Like, he's not That's my... because he takes his time, though. Like, he's yeah. on e precision. Mm -hmm. He'll finish his shape up and then go back and make sure your shit cut down low. You know what I mean? So, he's still clipping. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, in the car, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I feel like that's a level of perfection that people need in their in their profession. Mm -hmm. You know, the, you are master at that. Like, I feel like you are. You're a craftsman at it, you know, you're architect of the head. You know? well, when you leave, pause. Pause! 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 Hey man, look man, respectfully, we we respect all people. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> all people, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's be correct on our verbiage. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the architect, so it was like, once I started getting haircuts and like getting shape up and shit, and I felt more confident, and I feel like the barbershop is really the only place that a man can fully be, can let down his guard and even have a conversation. Because yeah. I felt like I remember, and still today, this is probably one of the most like changing times of my life, where I actually like, it was my birthday, it was like my, what, 16, 17 birthday. I came to the shop and I was getting my shape up and it was a lot of shit going on in my life. I remember Jeff would be heavy on Grey Goose. <laughs> Take a shot. I took a shot and that was the first time I actually let out emotion. Cause I'm, I'm person that like, I bottled everything up but after leaving the shop, I like I was able to let out. But I felt loose leaving the shop because I was able to talk to him about shit that was going on. And, you know, and he knew things that even his brother and his and and my friends didn't know about. You know, the fact that I was homeless and I didn't have people around, but not homeless, but a living situation. I always fix that because I was never homeless and I'll never be homeless. But um, I was a living situation. He was the only person that knew. Everybody around me didn't know. Like, you know what I mean? So I was. It's like the barber, the chair is the only place that a man can really let down his guard. You know, and. Like I said, this man right here has been been here for the last 13 years, you know, being my outlet, you know, being somebody to help me grow. So, like I said, again, this is like, this this, this is big for you, man. Like, this is, I feel comfortable in this environment. The barbers like therapists, though. Right? Talk, like, yeah. I gotta tip y'all barbers, too. A lot of y'all niggas don't tip y'all barbers yeah. out there. Don't so tip y'all barbers, bro. No matter what yeah. that cut is. Gotta, yeah. Pay that yeah. cost. Pay that Pay cost, cost nigga. Pay that cost and add a little bit more. That's you, bro. It's a therapy session. Niggas know about your baby mom's cheating on you. Niggas know about your Niggas know about everything. Niggas know about that work you stole from your boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas know everything. They know everything. We really think about that. Like, your barb really know everything. That's the only person in the world that you can confide in and not ask about. Black man's priest. Black man's confession. 
Comes in a good, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and it's real. It's a, a lot of guys. Like even with me, and like what I promote uh, is more like um, just um, I promote a lot of tranquility, peace, you know, and not really. Um, and yeah, but ambiance speaks to that too. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want uh, you know calmness, and uh, I do a lot of reading. So like, I do more than I get paid to do. You know, that was kind of like how I decided to like. You know, there's steps. And then there's um, there's steps, and then there's uh, patterns, right? And in between the steps is the pattern. So in between the cutting, the pattern is well, let me trim the air hairs. You know, as men get older, let me. A lot of men lose their hair in the head and goes everywhere else. Where yes. we don't want it is where it seems to go. Okay? <laughs> My fingers hairy as hell. Start growing a fro, your arm. Like butt hairs, butt cheek hairs. You get hard and curly arms. Like, oh boy, arm hairs. <laughs> okay, get no. ready. So, what the fuck going on here? That's what I chose to do. I chose to pay attention to the smaller things. Um, the ear hairs and the nose hairs, and even like tweezing. Some guys have, you know, as far as a fourth, I mean, especially black men. You're right, right. Our hair is the only hair that grows flat on our skin. All other races of hair grows straight out. Right, 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 right. So it, it's it's unlikely they will get razor bumps, you see? But because our hair grows flat on our skin until it hits a certain length, then it lifts up. So within that time, it's so sharp, it pierces back into the skin. See, ain't even though that was an issue. Yeah. I just started drinking my water. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was hydration. Do those things with the hot towels and the facials and try to bring that to men to because you know men we work hard we work hard we don't complain mm -hmm. you know we keep on going and doing and if there's a little bit i can do in life <laughs> to give a guy a facial normal okay pause pause <laughs> give a guy God, a hot towel, i never had a facial a hot towel, what the fuck you talking about <laughs> a hot towel apricot <laughs> Facial scrub to you know to help him feel like relaxed when you come in. Like most men have never been to the spa or got any type of of treatment like that at all. And we need to normalize that shit. Man. Yeah, yeah, for real. We it's normalize. Part of, it's part of mental health. It's, it's part of I think it's part of health in general. Yeah. To sit there and be like you know to take care of yourself in a different way. You know what I mean? I remember when like you would see your you know your sisters go get their nails done. Oh, that's right. gay. It's feminine. Right, I remember right. the first time I got my nails done. I'm like, yo, that's feminine. I feel weird. Right, right. All yeah, women yeah, in yeah. here. My, I got my yeah, hands yeah, poking yeah. out and shit. Yeah, I don't that. feel right, like right. Fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like to 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 even to even have that 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 thought process. You know, initially, like, yo, this is feminine. You know, because we we make that feminine. You know what I mean? It's just what we deem as something, right? So being that we feel that way, we feel like we shouldn't do those things. Even dressing good. Exactly. Yeah. Feeling, come on, man. Yeah. Looking no. good all the time. Yeah, Put that been, shit on any been, and every been, time we get a chance. You've been dressing up. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dressing up like you dress up and like, oh, you gay. Exactly. Exactly. Because you want to do too much. Yeah, like now Kevin Sam was a little bit different. We don't know about him yet. Oh, he, Kevin we see, we still feeling that out. <laughs> now I mean, shout out to him. But you know what I mean? To not I mean to say the least is like, you know, we need those things to make you feel better about yourself. Mm. And on top of that, it goes back to your to your hygiene. I think hygiene is it's, it's crucial when it comes to a man. Because like you said, we're working hard. 
We sweat all day long to come home and take a bath and that's mm -hmm. sitting. Nails ain't dead, you got dirt, you know what I mean? So it's those things too. So you always gotta, you know, take time. And I feel like the barbershop is a perfect place to do it and have a great conversation at the same time. And which stem this, this whole experience, you know? You know, like where can, you know, we come to a place that we enjoy the most and we have the best conversation is the barbershop. You know what I mean? And with some good people, with some, you know, and with some good brothers and they make it a good episode, you know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's the place in, in our culture, in our neighborhood. Disrespect. I don't have to always say community, but mm -hmm. where you can get anything you want. Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> um, you know, said if you need. Yeah, and we have a plethora of people that can find anything you need. Cars could magically disappear. Uh, Easily. Easily. Right outside, that bitch you know, gone. I mean, it's a lot of things. You know, you can come here and get like a twerk magic thing going on. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's endless. Possibilities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is like Jeff always treated us as adults in the sense that like he never talks to like kids, you know what I mean? He, he treated us as such, you know what I mean? Like as if he was one of the homies, one of the friends, what's up? You know what I mean? And he talked to us the same way. It was always respectful. Never no disrespect, obviously, but he respected us in that sense, you know. We were all eventually gonna be men. But right. he treated us as such. So, so I mean like that shit was amazing. I remember being in the honeycomb. The spot, you know what I mean? And Jeff just come and hike on, just hike on us, you know what I mean? Fresh, fresh goose bottle, which is hang. We might have some Aeropostale jeans on. He said, I ain't no fuck Aeropostale. Even made 44 waist jeans. Like, I swear, shit was wild, bro. I swear. I was so fucking ashamed at that moment, bro. Like, that shit was hilarious. And I tell you, the homies did not let me live for that shit. That shit was crazy. But in those moments, like, you know, like, although it was joking, it just was like, it still felt good, man. Like, it still felt good, you know what I mean? But, you know, kind of, you know, switch gears a little bit. You can talk about this beautiful place that you have. I know you have a lot going on. It's a man of many things. Took us to your office the other day. Right. Pause. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I ain't gonna man. You got me fucked up. <laughs> we, we looked at this, looked at this board, right? And up on this board, it was a man with a plan. That's what you're looking at, a man exactly with a plan. Yeah, buildings up there, prices up there, mad different stuff you would expect a black man, you know, to have. Yeah. Like, can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the content, and that's exactly, I'm, ha I'm happy you said it in that way, mm -hmm. where the black man doesn't have because we didn't grow up seeing those things. And I think you mentioned before about cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm becoming so much more aware of with, um, um, you know, like how we base our life on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of times it's based on how we grew up. Okay, so I, I was, before I say talk about that, I'll say this guy was like, man, my, 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 my baby mother said, I'm a great man, a great friend, a great father, I'm a terrible boyfriend. And, and I'm like, why did she Everything say that? Everything else good, but he ain't <laughs> right. shit when it comes to to, to to her. And I'm like, well, why would she say that? He's like, man, I just feel like, you know, like, I'm Haitian, and you know, the Caribbean, like, we don't see a lot of affection in the household, and and, and, and I feel like um, that's probably why I don't show my lady a lot of affection, give her a lot of hugs and kisses and, 
You know what I'm saying, Jeff? He's mm -hmm. going on. He's giggling about it. I'm quiet. <laughs> so I'm like, you know something right when your barman yeah. reacted to you. So I'm like, well, he's like, you still there? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm listening to you. So he's like, are you done? Can I talk? He's like, yeah. So I was like, well, when you got a side bitch, you sure know how to give her hugs and kisses, don't you? Mm -hmm. You take her out to nice places. You can't wait to see her. You want to go to the movies and sneak off her. Sometimes you even flew her out. That's what they say these days. Flew out. So it's either you don't want to, you don't know how to show affection, or you just don't want to show her affection. Right. You know. So a lot of times we'll lie to ourselves to lie to ourselves, and then it's easy for us to lie to other people. Meaning, like if you lie, if you tell yourself something you know is not true about yourself, and then you make yourself believe it, then you've accepted your own lies. So that's two lies, and then now you can portray it to other people, right? Because you know. So for me, it was like with with with. What you said on my board, it's like, you know, the connotation with us as black people that don't really have um, the mindset to get to things like that. And that again, that was a challenge. I think these challenge that was a challenge for me yeah. to learn this business and and master it for myself. Again, I compete with myself, I don't compete with other people. I measure myself on, you know, life, but uh, I don't like even with this business here, I had this for many years and I I don't compete with other people. That's why I said I started off by saying I'm the most known unknown because a lot of other barbers in the area know me, but I don't know them. You know, they know of me like he's consistent, he's been rocking, he by himself, he's dope. You know, so that's just something I proud myself on. We spoke also about um, what do you call it? Uh, like alpha males and sigma alpha males, right? And uh, a lot of you know men like myself, like alpha, you know, alpha male. But I didn't feel like the typical alpha male, which was like they kind of need henchmen around or subordinates in order in, in, in order, order to, to fill, them, yeah, to keep them up high. Yeah, they need the people below them to keep them where they are. Yeah, and I I felt like that's I don't I never like to do that. So I did some more research on the University of YouTube, and I came across Sigma Males, and uh, yeah, and it's dope information that was like wow, you know, like a Sigma Male is one that you know he reads he's. He find he enjoys his solitude. He makes the same boss moves, but he's wants people around to be his equals and know their roles. You no, know? so it was like wow, like that's no one's smarter than the next person. Like you have your strength, I have my strength, mm -hmm. and hopefully you can bridge gaps with that. You know, so that's kind of more what was for me. So the I'm still building trust. We don't trust each other, black people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't trust each other. So. To do that, that was actually a meeting I had with seven guys in here um, about real estate and the importance of it and understanding the change of, uh, uh, of generational wealth, which seems to be the talk of the time now. Everybody on generational wealth. This very is running rampant now. We all ready which is here. good. Which is good because it's it, a starts, great thing. it starts to affect that cause of business, you know, that you mentioned, you know, to now start to, you know build habits yeah. when it comes to those things. So if you're surrounding yourself around people who have that same like mind, I think it's somewhat keep you on track in a sense. Obviously when you you know stray away from those people it you know it kinda dilutes a little bit but I think I think that's that's a that's a positive thing. Any any new train of thought is a is, is a good train of thought. Yeah. The fact that you even challenging yourself to do something a little bit differently yeah. even if it's such a small thing. Because I know people say, you know, oh yeah ah, black people not waking up. I said well I mean, black people are not woke. I said, well, they're waking up. Yeah. You know, like, you yeah, know, people like, no, that's, so. that's not enough. Why isn't it enough? Enough is for somebody to sit there and say, okay, well, today I'm going to be a little bit different. 
Today I'm gonna think a little bit differently. Today I'm gonna do a little bit differently. Yeah. They, they may be inconsistent in their patterns, but, you know, but eventually they'll like they'll get their point. It's like a great book called Atomic Habits that's <clears throat> saying like one percent is better than no percent. The whole yeah. book is about that. Right. What you used to is a positive for you. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's such a small thing, because I know people say you know, oh yeah, ah, black people are not waking up. I said, well, I mean, black people are not woke. I said, well, they're waking up. Yeah. You know, like you yeah, know, people like no, that's, so. that's not enough. Why isn't it enough? Enough is for somebody to sit there and say, okay, well, today I'm going to be a little bit different. Today I'm going to think a little bit different. Today I'm going to do a little bit different. Yeah. They, they may be inconsistent in their patterns, but, you know, but eventually they'll... Like they'll you know? you got to think about it too. We've been, we've been enslaved longer than we've been free. Facts. So you want us to change something to make a complete turnaround. That, that, that in itself, that statement in itself mm -hmm. is cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. So cognitive dissonance is what we're learning now, unlearn to relearn. We've also heard that expression, right? Mm -hmm. Unlearn to relearn. So that's what it is. But also it's not just about like what you were conditioned doing. It's also like what you will do in the future too. Exactly. Because the person will more the cognitive dissonance also says only align myself with things that are, are in my comfort zone. Right. <laughs> that's, 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 but that's do you think you think that's consciously or unconscious? I, I th think it's unconscious. It's, it's definitely unconscious. I think because we always put ourselves in a position that is going to be something familiar to us, right? Yeah. If like I don't want to put myself in a situation <laughs> where it's unfamiliar and I have to and I and I have to like challenge myself. That's the only way to grow. Exactly. True. But I think people don't see it in that in that nature. So sometimes we have, we have we have to take a step back and really realize what we're doing and what we're not doing, mm -hmm. and challenge yourself. The only way for you to go and that, forward and that's what is to is to take a. Take a step back and figure that out. Just to get back to it a little bit, and I think we can kind of elaborate on the cognitive dissonance, um, if I'm saying that right. How you say Cogn cognitive dissonance. Cognitive. Blah, blah, blah. Cognitive dissonance. Dissonance, yeah. Cognitive, so, it's, yeah, it's a tongue twister. I think, <laughs> I think and it's, it's, it's a great conversation um, to kind of, you know, have you elaborate on, you know, your findings when it comes to cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, it's like, it's exactly what he said. Like, we've been, uh, 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 we're enslaved longer than we were free. So, yeah, it takes that amount of time. It's like, for example, if, if, if a guy, let's just say we expect women to do certain things, right? If a guy grows up and, his, and he's been taught to, to be um, on top of um, his, when he wakes up, take care of himself, you know, hygiene, brush your teeth, you know, that type of stuff, make your bed, mm -hmm. take a shower, clean about this before you go to, uh, go to school, after school, that sort of stuff, right? And he's done this every day of his life. Then he gets in a relationship, right? As a, as a, a young adult, and now he has to, he's with a woman that let's just say is not doing that, right? It's gonna cause what we call, spend what we call, create what we call arguments because I'm used to this, This you're used to this way, and this person doesn't necessarily make the bed, they may not clean up the way you like it to be, they're okay with dishes in the sink for a few days, you're like, oh, what's going on? And that also is cognitive dissonance because you were conditioned. So cognitive dissonance is, is major, is major form is conditioning. Whatever you're around, so say for instance, someone is in a well-off neighborhood, right? And they would not be able to relate to you being in a neighborhood that's not as good. They don't know that every day you come out the house, you have to think that you might die True. getting some water from the store. That's even people like when we talk about teachers teaching in our urban neighborhoods, right? People that's right. not from the neighborhood are teaching neighborhoods. They don't know the battle it took for this kid just to walk to school. Exactly. <laughs> like, what a battle just to get home from yeah, school. Like right. just walk through three different hoods. 
just to get to school. So that, so that affects you in society and life. Yeah. And a lot of us end up, you know, uh, uh, not having the best outlook because we didn't have a lot of these things growing up. So for me, with going back to the board, uh, the buildings and everything, like I'm creating something that we can do to trust each other. You know, I, would like, I, I read story. I can't be biased if you want to be into business. So I read about Charles Schwab and J.P. Morgan and, you know, these people that Andrew Carnegie and, and these people. So, you know, you, you, you have to understand business. And, and I would like to build something that's like a Charles Schwab, you know, where we can have an investment company that people that look like you, uh, we were to give you good information on investing. So uh, I feel like this is the, that's the new challenge in my life. I can't get it out of my head. I keep thinking about it. So I decided to just delve very deep and, uh, and get into it. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but I always loved business. I always loved business, but my cognitive dissonance was, you didn't grow up around this. You don't know anything about this. So who are you to even get into this? So the- But do you think that, that that mindset is the mindset of most people? Cause if you think about it, right? Like we'll take advice from people from other nationalities and from other walks of life, but we won't take it from a black person. Well, it's exactly that reason. We're not supposed to know this. Right. We know we're not supposed to be informed on even these types of, so how you know this, bro? You don't right. know this. That's Ooh, the first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. Bro, who, who told you that? Who you, who you think you yeah. is, bro? Yeah. Like, you think yeah. you're fucking well, JP you know, Morgan or Charles Schwab or something, nigga? <laughs> fuck wrong with you. Exactly. It's been, we've been conditioned to know that we shouldn't trust each other. You don't know what you're talking about, so. But if it's like. Somebody you know, of a different, nas yeah, different nationality. Yeah, because we've been much more credible. We've been deemed to look at ourselves as uncredible individuals. Like, we don't put any type of structure to society to help it progress. Another thing, too. Super important. As kids, we always seen our moms and dads pass over money to the women. Yeah, yeah. So you think it's okay to pass over? You know what? It's funny you said that. It's funny you said that. I just gave my, my lady um, some cash this morning to give to deposit, and I said, "Hey, give it to my. Uh, we have children. I said, give it to the children. I just put it in their hands. You have to put it in their hands because someone said. I heard somewhere. Uh, someone said. Uh, we didn't hear about money, weren't taught anything about money growing up, right? In the black neighborhoods, right? And the only time we did hear about money was bills on arguments. Oh yeah. Arguing about I gotta pay these motherfucking money. bills. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no goddamn money. Like, wait, whoa, whoa. Grandma, grandma can I have some money? I don't got no goddamn money. Like, whoa. I think it was Godfrey. Godfrey, the comedian Godfrey. No, he's funny as hell. Yeah, he's super he funny. funny as hell. And he was saying, he was like, um, he asked his father for some sneakers. He was. He said he asked my father for some sneakers. He said, "Son, when I was your age, I didn't have feet." He <laughs> said like, he wasn't some Adidas. He just took three fingers and just put a scratch line down his feet because he was so ass. Like, yeah, here's your three stripes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so those are the things that we. That's cognitive dissonance. Hearing constantly that we don't have it. We don't have it. We end up growing up. I'm telling you, this is real shit. Yeah. We end up growing up, even if we may, telling our children, other people, I don't have it. Because you hear it long enough, you're going to believe it. So, and it's funny because we talked about this before, and it's really just changing the mindset, right? And changing the outlook and, and the wordage in which we're using. Yes, it's true we may not have it, but how do you in, inspire a kid to use his or her's imagination to now create avenues or, or streams of income, right? So it's like, okay, if I don't have it, you know, 
I'm gonna ask my kid, you know, what can I do to get this money, right? right. Okay, Messiah come to me, Daddy, I want I want some shoes. Okay, well, Messiah, how can I afford these shoes? Right. You know, right. so now it now challenged him. Afford it, but how yeah, can how can we afford it? Right. So now that challenges my child to now think of something creatively right. to right. find to, a way to of doing earn, it. To, to earn, earn this income, money. Not make so, money. So, so so now he may say, Okay, well I can do a lemonade stand. Right. Okay, great. Or or that we I'll can go sell out. exactly or right. we can or you can sell some more of your stocks. Right. You know, or you can do this. So now it, it, it now challenging them as opposed to shutting them down completely. Because I think we do that so much in our community. Right. It shut dreams down entirely. Yeah. Ain't no goddamn Santa Claus. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Right, right. Grandma, chill. Like, I get it. Chill out. <laughs> this is me and Al. Like, wait, yeah. I know. I know. Well, but... Grandma, the older aunties always have friends. <laughs> I'm be honest, yeah. you gotta be in trouble. Larry is definitely fucking my. 100%. All the leather trench coats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a, what a wagon. <laughs> Lester. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mr. Johnson? What the hell? First of all, it's only certain niggas that carry the Mr. on their name. Yeah. It was only certain Mr. Johnson. Right. <laughs> you know why he was in that woods. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Nasty Time. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But it's it's those it's those behaviors that trickle down, and like I said, it's multiple things that's passed down within our community. But I want to talk about something that's really passed down, passed out in the community, and not just our community, but any community. It's really like it's pain. It's pain and PTSD. It's literally PTSD, bro. And it's something I want to talk about a lot because I feel like we're all shell shocked, man. Yeah. Like we're all shell shocked. We fear this. So. 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 A lot of us. I think we just go with the floor. Well, normal, that's the thing. So what happens to, to somebody who's sick, right? Initially, it's trauma. Is 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 that back and forth with yourself? Am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I not doing the right thing until it's normalized? And in, in our community, the, the the behaviors are normalized. Right. Right. Oh, James did it. He did it. It makes it normal. You want to know how normalized it is, right? <clears throat> if you hit somebody down the street, die, right? You better do think two things that you either got shot or it's COVID. That's only two things in the world right now. And there's two things right now. That's it. You got shot or you got COVID. That's 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 crazy. It's it. And that's why I say PTSD because it's like, how could it's not normal for us to live and think that you might die get jumped, stabbed at any minute of the day, just walking down the street where, and we're in an area where like major suburbs surround us. Right. Montclair, Milburn, South Orange, uh, Hillside, Union, you know, and, and, and in front of us, which is Newark, is New York City. Yeah, really right? it really it, is. It really, it really is. is. That's our, that, that's our geographic Money wise, 100%. Money-wise, yeah, that's, if not the number one city in the world, top three. Right. They're not gonna say it right now because right. crime is still high. Yeah. And they still moving. You know, not, justification is still moving in. Just, so they're gonna say it yet. Well, just being next to New York is like yeah. amazing. It's I mean, that's where and the pressure. Wall Street yeah. of the world is. Let's not forget that. Yeah. The treasury is right okay. there. I mean, a quarter of the world's gold, I, I, I do a lot of research, it says yeah. it's under the, um, the New Building. Freedom Tower. Right. A quarter of the world's gold. Trump, that's Trump, Trump got that shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> Trump got that shit. Trump, 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 Trump Tower now. <laughs>
Yeah. He moved that shit. We're gonna find We're it. Gonna find it. It's gonna be okay. It's only gold. It's, it's only, only gold. Right, right. Exactly. It's exactly. only 3.6 trillion. It'll be fine. Exactly. It'll be fine. Exactly. I don't know what the fuck they take. Ironically, I'm one of the few people that kind of. I'm not into politics. I don't want to get into it, but it's like. Oh, I think Trump was really. I think he was a dope president. I mean, he did a lot of things that. I mean, just while I'll say one thing, he. he, he, he Decided not to be, was the only president for here. They gonna know you jumped into no war. He didn't jump into any war. He said no. Four years. Fuck no. <laughs> Every president has jumped into wars for the last, you know, consecutive amount of presidents, can, uh, uh, presidencies, Let's cabinets. Let's get into that. Let's get into that because I feel like that's an uncomfortable conversation for most people. Right. Right. So when you came, when 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 Trump came into office, I, I feel like I'm be honest. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, damn, we about to fuck. But I feel like he was the only person that really was for the U.S. Right. He wasn't for all everybody. He was for the U.S. Yeah, he said, how exactly. can I, how can I empower the U.S. dollar, right? And say and not venture out, right? Because a lot of our, not now. Granted, this is one of those conversations that 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 can go both ways. People may see it completely different. He said, okay, well, if you are a U.S. company, you better manufacture in the U.S. Right. Therefore, creating jobs. Right. Now, granted, when he, the way he went about it 100% was completely wrong. I think the way he talked about other countries was shit. He ain't shit for that. But I think his, his motive was yeah. a bit right. No, yeah. I think we're talking about, what is it, cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I can't get he that can't, shit right. He can't, relate, he can't relate to the obvious person. Right. He can't. He can't relate, right. to you. He can't relate he can't but the object of what he was doing was bringing a job back. Right. So even if that job only paid minimum wage, he's creating, he's creating a, a, a now comfortable home for someone. Yeah. Right. So because remember, the one thing that went away from the U.S. was the factory work. Right. Factory work work was was the number one thing that was yeah, feeding like homes. America was that was that that was the thing. That was the thing. Alabama, if you think like, about redlining, redlining and all that, a lot of those people moved into those communities because of the factory work. Right. You know, so when they took that out, they took away homes. I mean, exactly. Exactly. And left and left places like Detroit and right. Newark and those places. And yeah, like I said, we can left we can get into that, you know, and but to say the least, to bring those things back. And I think that that mindset is what changed people from being a Democrat to a Republican. And, and, and to touch also a little bit on that, uh, with the famous interview, I mean, uh, again, because we don't trust each other and we don't know anything about business, and which is not our fault. Again, it's part of cognitive dissonance. Um, we didn't see growing up, so not many of us are going to get into it later on in our lives. Right. Was the interview with Kanye West, he got a lot of backlash. And let me tell you something, honestly, All his I thought, yeah, but this one in particular was like, it was like, like blatantly boy? seeing a red balloon and saying no, it's blue. I mean, because big, boy? big boys. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the interview with Kanye and uh, and Trump, you know, okay. and, and and the black community gave him a lot of backlash for that. To me, he was up there with two black attorneys. But you know what that was up there? About? You know what that was about? He was trying to free Larry Uber. Larry Uber. Right. Yeah. That whole meeting was. He took up a lot of time talking about Larry Uber. Awesome. That and yeah, the first part of it definitely was about that. Right. Then he went into talking about factories. 
bringing industries back into the country mm -hmm. in middle America. That's what he was talking about because he's from middle America. Again, here's a form of cognitive dissonance. Every time you see DeMar talk about it, he's from middle America, so why would it be natural for him to care about that region? 100%. We have to always be aware. You don't know when the great sentence is going to come in your head mm -hmm. to give you a new perception. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. So, so he spoke about that. He spoke about... Um, uh, that was my main thing was that he cared about bringing jobs back to the country yeah. in middle America with Trump and black people were like oh he's over here kissing his ass he and, some, and he's some hugging time. him yeah. you know, I was like yo he spoke nothing about any other he spoke purely about industry and black issues here mm -hmm. and at the same time yeah. he must have read uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People because then he ended up which is a great book because then he ended up even patting him on the back and right. showing him like he praised him and then so she's like, hey, you 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 are president, you should be finding this kind of plane. That could have been a we don't know what mock-up that was right, of right. a futuristic airline he's gonna make. You know, and even him is a very uh, a, a, a dope person. Regardless of what you care about Kanye, where he has where he's come from to where he's at, mm -hmm. he's crossed many boundaries and, and, and many negative connotations as far as what not just a black man could do, but what a rapper can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he's broke given, barriers. Yeah. yeah, he's given the only number one sneaker in the world a run for their money, Jordans. What other sneaker has gotten to that level and stayed there until now? I mean, what is this? Red October's is now 1.8 million? The, the most expensive in the world? I Lord mean, the these are, this is a black guy doing some phenomenal numbers. And, uh, and he took on a lot of challenges. He's from a pro-black family. Right. Crazy about people. His, <laughs> his, his grandfather, I think, uh, participated in the marches out of, uh, was it, Um, His grandmother participated in the sit -ins. Like his, He comes from like a real deep history of like, you know, strong black people. That's why it's kind of people discredit him so heavy. Oh, he's some uncle, bro. It's, it's funny because the fights that are are fought is sometimes not in front of the camera. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not in front of the camera. This man is now fighting with the world, fighting with himself, you know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's really crazy, you know? And it's like, not everything you will get right now. Right. But you'll get it later. You'll get it later. Always, yeah. You'll like, get it like later. Like 808s. <laughs> right. Like 808s are hard. When he did that shit, that was the most disgusting fucking... I remember, mean, people was talking about this shit. I love that. I love it immediately. Love it. You know, some, but some people hated it. Right. <clears throat> I, I, I don't like this. This is devil music. music you know, he did. Niggas was saying, play 808s until he dropped that shit. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I didn't like it at first. That shit that <laughs> devil music. You know what I mean? You devil music. You mind me like that shit? Yeah. I'll be honest, I wasn't a Kanye fan. A, 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 a lot of what Kanye brought, I'm be honest, I was a dipset. It's hard shit. Yeah, but whoa, 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 whoa. Pause, pause. Some of, pause. Some of, some now, of the early dipset was Let me break yellow. down. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. So, when I. Understand this. There's level of music. There's level of, 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 of perfection of music, right? right. What, what I mean by that is. You may go to the song because of just the, the, the instruments, the beats, and how, you know, the good quality. Right. He go to it because of just the, the style. Right. You know, and things like that. I'm going through it because of the lyrics. Right. God damn, he a gangster. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the main, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going, you know, like, 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 like hearing Jay-Z say, oh, oh, yeah, you got another one. I know what the fuck that meant. Right. Who the fuck was Jay? I don't know who, I don't care who yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the song is dope. You know what I mean? So, we all going, to, going, to, going into it for a different thing. And I'm listening to Dipset, and I'm hearing these 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 beats, and I'm like, God damn! 
Like, I don't know who's producing the beats. I, and right, I, and, right, and right, I can right. care less. Yeah. All I know is, your boy Joel just had a crazy ass bar about killing yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't give a fuck about nothing else. So that's why I say that. And now, that's why I said I could appreciate somebody like Kanye now when you realize that he's behind all these, a lot of these hit songs. He's yeah, behind yeah. Cam and why Cam had amazing yeah, songs. Amazing, uh, down, great. down. He's just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye's on a song. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'm listening to Cam more so than anything else. So I think that's where it comes in and where my, my understanding of music changed as I got older. Because now I appreciate the behind the scenes people. Right. I appreciate the voices behind there. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, when yeah. when Kanye was really intricate and when he started to uh, use people's voice and not the actual verses. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've been a diehard fan. Um, you know, for I mean, I have people that know me, Kanye fans, fans for so long. So some of my friends have called me like, over the years that he's done things, they've called me like. So it's your man. <laughs> yeah. So it's your boy, bro. Like, and I'm like, yo, just leave him alone, bro. He's just going through. I mean. You know, I don't know him, and, and I, I guess I really love music. I mean, one of my favorite artists is Jimi Hendrix. You know, I see more. I mean, uh, that's something else that you know, people kind of look at me over my. I'm so I'm so eclectic. <laughs> Arranged, <laughs> so different. Cause they can like Gucci Man too. So yeah, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Gucci Man, I. That's two different worlds. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly, <laughs> two different exactly. worlds. But uh, Kanye is, um, you know, I, I, when he came out. College dropout. I was just out of high school, and I really was able to relate to. I'm a, kind of an underdog kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking like I always like I should have cheered for triumphant moments, you know? Someone uh, in a movie like the movie with the the Rock um, recently. Uh, what was that movie with, with the Rock? And he went back to Hawaii and he was holding on to the helicopter with bare arms. And shit, oh, which was just shit. crazy. But that was he went back with his whole family. That was a and touching like moment. Yeah. I mean, it was very touching. I definitely right. started cheering that one. You know, <laughs> I did. I did. I, I, I you know, I, you have to love love. I love love, bro. I love love. I'm, I'm all into like spreading love and 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 uh, like my boy. See, uh. Uh, Diddy, he's a he's a Scorpio. I'm Scorpio. He's a Scorpio. And he wanted to change his name to Brother Love. He did. He changed his name to Love, right? To Love. I think he changed his name to Love. So, but it's crazy. So, like, and it's funny because that that in itself you don't equate to a black man, right? Because they say a lot of black men don't know how to love. You know, like, where did you get that from? Like, is it is it a part of you know your growth and you know the things you've seen? Because I feel like a lot a lot of excuses that we have in in communities not just our communities is that i don't know what love is so how can i love you know and i'm one of those people and i'm a firm believer that the things that you want in life or you wanted in life you need to redistribute right. that facts, more than anything facts, else facts. because like i said as opposed to making an excuse for it you now better yourself because of that i think city girls are calling me for but if you if you if you like, I say things not just because it sound good. Yeah. It could always revert. You said, you said, uh, like we said, regurgitated or like put it back. Yeah, put it back out to the back world. Right. world. Like same thing with the guy that said he didn't see affection, but he uses the word, so you know what the you know what it means. Right. So you have to give it back out. You got to give it to to, to you got to and it's, you know like I said back to the Bible. My boy, my boy Trump said, he said Trump, you're the most popular person on earth. He said, no, I'm not. Jesus Christ is. <laughs> He's the man, you know what I'm saying? And like that is what makes made a great president. But yeah, so you have to give out what you want and trying not to give it out didn't work for me. Right. You see? So okay, let me try it another way and let me see. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm just trying to break the challenge myself a lot. Like even with 
be in a clear relationship, not like messing around with other women. That's been a big thing. People still don't believe that I do that. Real talk, men are like, no, there's no way. Uh, and that's another challenge. Like, can I go out and really do that to prove to the Almighty, myself, my lady, my my circle, society that yeah, you can go out there and not be tempted. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, back to the board, a man with the plan. You have a, a lot of men are out here without goals. It still stems to cognitive dissonance. No one taught. They weren't in a, in a suburban like in the lowest suburban form where they had little financial uh, 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 foundation to say. This is why you should brush your teeth in the morning. And this is why you should not just it. do it. This is not just do it. You know what I'm saying? They tell you why. Give you like you get a spanking and that's it. You, you didn't get it. They didn't tell you why they had to spank. You just did it just because I'm grown. And even now, a lot of a lot of men or black people are still in the shadows of their parents, afraid to challenge their words, afraid to challenge. Uh, uh, you know, and then they, they they put things in their heads saying they they can't they can't just can't can't just can't do that. So a lot of black men don't have any form of goal setting and if, and if you don't have that innate ability you're you're gonna be lost yeah you know right now a few years ago in 17 i was saying man we probably we need like half a million to retire yeah. when i'm 36 now so our people our age our white counterparts they're looking at 1.2 million to retire mm -hmm. that's Montclair, it's 15 minutes away yeah yeah like liquid mm -hmm. cash that means I can move it at any point. Yeah, this is not, it's not, assets. It's not assets. It's liquid it's cash. cash. And, and that's like, look at that mindset. That's years behind. You see what I'm saying? Like, our this generation of white people are looking at retiring with $1.2 million and the higher end, $3.4 million in retirement. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a lot that we have to catch up on. And, and I'm realizing, like, man, like, I want to do so much more. Right. But when I'm, I think, there's a thing I call the special feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have go through life. I went through it. Went through, go through life with a special feeling. Right. I, I, I express it as, we all want to strive to the American uh, dream. Uh, uh, the fence, the yard, the house, the car, two right. car garage, <laughs> wife, they, they wife, that's, that's what it is. What's uh, 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 put out there for us. And right. Foreigners come in like, that's what they want too. Right. It's all over TV, cognitive dissonance. Right. So, with, with that being said, it's like, if I don't know any systems and industries that produces that kind of lifestyle, I will never get there. I'm gonna go through life with this feeling that I feel so good that when it's gonna happen, it'll just happen out of thin air. No, it'll never happen like that. You going to keep praying it out. Yeah, that's another thing we were taught. Praying it out. No. Let go and let God. Yeah. Wait a minute, no. Yeah, no. That's not the purpose of it. Exactly. It like, means the things you can't control you let that be. The things right. you can't control, you put your best foot exactly. forward. And it's crazy because I, I was having a conversation with somebody like that. And they was like, nah, gotta handle all these things. You know, just make sure you, like, the object is no, you gotta, you, you gotta go out there and get. The things you can do, the doers do. Everything you cannot control, you let go, you know, you let go and, you know, you let go and you, let and, you know, and you yeah. let God. But at the same time, like I said, this, the podcast, we look about it, we put our best foot forward to make sure we put out great EPs every time, every time we drop. Right. The things we can't control is people tuning in. Right. I can't make. I can't force you to tune into my episode. Right. Punch it, punch it, boy. We got streaming forums. And it's crazy because people do have streaming forums. 
You know, but that comes with distribution. It comes with a record deal. It comes with those things. And that's why people are easily sold on those things. Because people just want the money. They don't want everything else that comes with it. I can get less right. about the money. I care about the message more than anything else. Yeah. I care about the message and, and, and what we are putting out to people. You know, because those things matter. At the end of the day, like, in our time, I mean, in like the communities we live in, you know, we feel like we're the only one going through something. Right. You know, we like, I'm going yeah. through this, man. Like, yeah. nobody understands this shit, man. Nobody understands this too. thing. As, As men. men. Yeah. So we think nobody cares and nobody, you know, nobody Even our women, we feel don't care because they give us a lot of grief. Exactly. Coming back to Kim Samuels, he's like, it ain't the, the white man is coming into the house that's on our neck. It's the black woman person sitting right next to us got a foot on our neck, so to speak. It's pressure. Yeah. Because I... Um, well, fatherless sons, yeah, fatherless daughters too. Mm-hmm. Our black women don't know no more than we do, but they come off as if they got the plan. They give us grief. But can we change that narrative and say parentless or or, or, or educatedless parents? Yeah. Because I feel like Definitely, that's all it yeah. comes down to. Yeah, because let's, yeah. let's be honest. Generation like, of curses. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> Jay Z said his uncle told him he'll never be able to sell a million records. Right. Uh, so is, uh, he didn't uh, know. Too, right, it, right, it's, right. It's, it's not like he knew. Right. He just thought like, yo, bro, like I couldn't do that shit. That's it's hard, bro. And if you keep, you gonna put, put yourself out there. You, exactly. People put right. fears on you. Correct. So I say, if if, if 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 a person don't know, they just fear that you're gonna fuck up and fail and become what they did. Because right. the only thing that right, they right. did that that only thing Jay did that his uncle didn't do was kept going. He right. didn't quit. Right. He didn't yeah. quit. Jay Uncle quit. The thing about black women on this country, like black women is the highest educated group in this country. Right. Right. Like, well, everybody else. Yeah, the comedian said that. He said that they, the white people mm-hmm. keep black women as the financial gatekeepers of their company. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it's just to say it's true. They'll say that. no ASAP. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh-uh. We ain't doing that. You a goddamn lie. Like, what? That's so true. Behind a great businessman in a suit is a ratchet black woman. I promise. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not speaking down. Kamala oh, Harris. That's a wild example. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. And it's not even just the first. That's, that's the first woman vice president. Yeah. And she's. It's she's fucked up. Exactly what we talked about. It's fucked up. Because he banished her ass to foreign lands. We haven't seen Kamala oh since God. she got in there. She only focused on finances. That's it. He don't have her do anything else. And it's crazy. Like I said, and I say ratchet as in the fact that is willing to come out and say no to shit. Right. And willing to stand on it and, and, and not be scared of it. You know. Right. Now I'm deeming that as ratchet, but I'm deeming it as somebody who's who, who, who who's willing to stand up for something when when somebody is not. You know. We deem ratchet as oh that's oh, oh, oh she ratchet and this, but no she's blowing. She's loud. She's telling you no. She's telling you no to her friend. You know, you're trying to fuck with her friend and she's saying no to that. Right, what you right, th- right. Uh-uh, you, she don't fucking want you. Yeah, because she know I ain't shit. And I know I ain't shit, but I want that tonight. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, we deem that as ratchet. I, I got a question for Jeff. <clears throat> you, think, uh, you think you want to be the epitome of like, yourself? You know, like, it's like, you know. <laughs> you haven't, there's anything that you have in three girls uh I mean it has a lot to do with it now in my life you know before I wanted to do big things before I had them but yeah definitely now I mean that's the best gift I've ever had I often tell my lady like thank you you know for giving me these gifts because Man, it's like I, don't, I don't know where they've been on my life, and they only been around the oldest eight mm-hmm. years so far. So yeah, it definitely has a lot to do with, again, 
I have an opportunity to give people that look like me a different perspective of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like give them opportunities and expose them to a lot more things that I weren't wasn't able to be exposed to. I remember my father, he was just so, uh, this story, uh, I, tell my, I tell people every now and then, I say it now. Um, remember when, when you guys are younger, when Windbreakers came out in like the mid 90s, you've been out, but especially like the early 90s, I should say, mid 90s, they came out really hard again, Windbreakers, Windbreakers. I wanted to appear so bad, and my dad, um, I don't have a good, good relationship with him, which is a normal thing in our in our culture, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was talking to the guy that where the Windbreaker stand was, and he came back to me, he was like, He's like, yo, you wanna, you want, you want the windbreaker? I was like, yeah, dad, I really want it, man. He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, God? Like, What's wrong with this nigga? He done let like, me up. He threw yes. the alley hoop and blocking <laughs> himself. Like, nah, no, 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 no. I was like, yeah. So that was very crazy. So like, look, yeah. But those are some of the things that I took on myself growing up. I was very conscious to me. I think as a child. I think all of us are, were to a certain extent. Like, you know, parents think to your child, dumb. you know, you're dumb, but you can remember and could understand things when you were in your single digit ages, to a certain extent. And, um, and it was the same for me, so it's like, those are things I never want to do with my child, with my children. I just want to have, you know, give them, um, you know, like what every good parent, every, every parent wants, man, better opportunities uh, um, to, to be smarter I tell them all the time I want you to be smarter than me I, I, and I'm not here to control you I'm here to guide you through life right 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 I can only give you the best advice it's like it's like uh, this I forgot who was saying it the other day on one of these other um, podcasts and they were saying um um that these uh what was he saying these 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 uh what were you talking about <laughs> I'm a little skied I'm a little skied I'm I'm okay I got a lot of Zion in my head right now Okay. That shit loud. That shit in there knocking. They just hold on to a thought. Who was that? And they choke, it. choke it. They choke the shit out of it. And all that, my foot up his ass. Oh, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> That's what the Za from the, the California lands will do sometimes, guys. You know what I'm saying? The dry lands. Yeah, yeah but it's important to yeah to be a great dad. As, as, and and I, I don't have a plan for that, so to speak, yet. You know what I mean? It's just. I'm just kind like, of right, yeah. Even right now, I, well, I'm on my ten-year plan. Mm -hmm. I did an unofficial five-year plan, and I'm on my yeah, and I'm on my ten-year plan. I, I, I did that. I appreciate that. And I'm three, four years into my ten-year plan, and you know, it's um, it's it's crazy to talk about because we can't like I don't have a lot of people to talk to about a lot of things in my mm -hmm. life, you know, because I end up being like a lone wolf because I took on this path to get to that level then everything, I, I, everything everything around me everyone i knew you know even today when these guys were saying we just coming out something to my buddy he's like uh and i called him back and he's like yeah i was calling you to see about going to watch a game you know drink a beer i was like he's like yeah i don't only only uh, call you for haircuts man i call you to hang out too you know what i'm saying like <laughs> people call me it's just for business you know it's not just for or, or advice you know like so sometimes and that's i think is what allows a lot of people not to pursue what they really want to because we know you're gonna go through a, 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 a situation where you'll lose um, people around you. Yeah. So people most people will never pursue right. Right. what they, 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 yo, seriously bro, a lot of people won't pursue it because you're gonna have to fall back from a lot of things and people. Mm -hmm. But you, and you, you have can't to say get no around it, bro. You, you can't have to get say around no. it. And when you start to, and when you start to change your outlook and you start to do things differently, people look at you differently. Like, yo, bro, yeah. I think like, yo, you can't, you, oh, you on that time now? Right. Are you too good? Right. Where it's like, not necessarily I'm too good. It's just now I have to 
prioritize myself Bro, a little that's bit different. The thought process, building trust within amongst ourselves is, is my new goal. Mm -hmm. And this is part of it, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we will rush things so much and I learned to just take it easy. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing, cortisol. Talking about cortisol, um, let's go ahead and pop this bottle right here. <laughs> Speaking of it, liquids. Yeah, because you guys, yeah, you guys, you guys are phenomenal, man. And uh, you guys are really good, honestly. Like, I, I, I'm very happy to know you guys for real. Because it's about growth. I'm a young guys are young. You don't know what in a year from now, ten years from now. You guys would be in some 10,000 square foot mansion chilling. Somewhere chilling. And, and, and that's what we taught kind of to, no, no, no. Yes, nigga, yes. Go for it. I want, I want, want the 10 million. I want the 10 million. Give me the Tesla. Yeah. I want it. That's yeah. what I want. I'm going after well, it. Well, you want nigga Kanye shit. What you think I fucking rap for? To push a fucking rap for? Nah, we out here. We, we yeah. Put yeah. Your best we're supposed forward. to be embarrassed to want nice things. What's yeah. happening in our, in our, in our culture? <laughs> And it's, and it's where you from, and it's funny because, like I said, like, we talk about it and it's like, Jay-Z said it, now we're kind of shamed. <laughs> yeah, he's got to do the butterfly on this one. <laughs> Beat dropping everything. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, the finest grapes. it's kind of crazy that, you know, you're shunned on the fact that, you know, you want to you wanna rock the gold chains and everything like that. But at the same time, this, that's where you come from. You come from Africa. You yeah. come from where the gold it, it, and the right, rock is right. all there. It's natural for, it to it's want natural for you to want that. Yeah, it's bro. For you to want that. And then we're talking, oh, it's gaudy, it's this, is that. Like, mm -hmm. if you look, like, so, so many things are taken away from um, media. You look at, there's obviously still kings. There's a lot of fucking kings in the world. That's a fact. Okay, like, they're still right now canoeing down channels. <laughs> 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 Watching YouTube. You know what I'm saying? They got an iPad on a raft and shit. You know, but they have big gold primitive yeah. designed gold, you know, bracelets and pieces on them. Yeah. And uh it's just something that's looked down upon here and it's like no, like we like like you said, cognitive dissonance in a sense like it's 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 in our existence mm -hmm. to like these nice things. And it's crazy because that shunned Cheers upon, guys. Cheers. Cheers. You know, um, that's shunned upon, but at the same time, you know, you look at the, uh, you know, the Caucasus, you know, and they have Jay. their beauties. They have the things that, that have they you, enjoy. Hold on, have you ever had this one? First this of all, nice I haven't had Bel Air since my 21st birthday. That shit got intense. Hey, Shaka, I apologize, man. This thing's at 13. 32 years ago? It's about this. <laughs> look, Shaka. Good, man. Uh, he was he look good, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> They all got, got the oldest man, Stanley. Stanley. You know what I mean? Shot, I apologize, Shaka. Last time I had this shit, I was throwing it all in a hookah lounge, New oh, Jersey. Wow, wow. That was that was a wild night, man. Yeah. I had 21 wild. shots of uh, tequila. 21. Oh, well, you 21st birthday. Wow. That shit was yeah. that shit was deadly. I was asleep within an hour of us being there. And the hour of us being there, I was slumped, knocked the fuck out. That's last time I had this. I accidentally took some lean. That took some lean. That's how you know I'm old. That actually took lean. Accidentally drank some lean. He shot that shit up. And I was in the club sleepy as hell. I don't know what was going on. Why am I so sleepy? You shouldn't have been fighting it. I did not know what happened to me. I've never done it. I've never done it. I'm not into the drinks. No, no, it was not. He's trying to get that shit out. The guy, the guy gave me a little bottle too, like a little like incense style bottle. That's a fact. Uh, and it dropped. And I was like, oh, I, I, I wasn't going to take that shit. And I was like, nah, it broke, man. My bad, bro. Oh, man, I got another one.
Then I didn't want, I was, I didn't want another one. I tried to avoid the motherfucker. Bruh, bruh. And I, I literally, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. My brother was with me. He was like, yeah, it was the Barney or whatever, the purple one. I took a little sip of it, but whatever. Like half of that little vial, a little jar. That shit. I gave it to Chris. But it was pure. It wasn't cut. No, 100%. That was before the shit started. Yeah, went to New York. Tech. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, went shit to New York at Taj, man. I was slumped the whole time in there. I don't know what is going on. But I forgot. I didn't know why I was so right. sleepy. I mean, coming back home, they done took my sweater off, took my watch off and shit, was talking mm -hmm. slapping. Nothing. Done. It's done for. So I stay away from the activists, that all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But I like the finer things. I like the finer things, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, as you should, you should enjoy that, man. I mean, you got gold around your neck, you need to drink a little bit of it too sometimes, yeah, exactly. man. Exactly. And we have to learn to want to be like, we're on on, on, on Clinton Ave. You know, we're in Irvington, right? We're right, on right, Clinton right, Avenue. Right. And I would look at Clinton Avenue, I, I would like Clinton Avenue to be like a black Rodeo Drive type of situation. And like, we can make it that way. Yeah, we you need You're talking about the bandit buildings are out here? But the thing is, I think they're they making it, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> I think they're making us hate these places, right? Think of it's designed. Yeah, but it's designed for take, take right. over, take it over. Look at Nork. Nork is a beautiful place, bro. It's right. a beautiful place, right? Especially downtown Nork. And after a while, people started hating downtown Nork. This shit is like disgusting, right? Right. And after that, they came in, wrote everything up. Look at it now. Right. So I think they kind of make unique places. Like if you think they make hit or they allow us to run our course so that they can sweep in a little cheaper. Cause but I feel like that's exactly what happens. So you you allow somebody to violate or or, or dismember a, a community. Therefore, these properties are let's say easily worth hundred thousand dollars. But you allow you know it to run its course. Let them sell drugs, a few raids, a few things. Leave the houses abandoned for a few years, and then come and buy it for fifty thousand. Not saying that that is the actual price, but at the same time, you know you think about it that way. And I think that's what they allow them to do. Think about all the projects that we had. They ran the motherfuckers down, and it was easy to knock down and get rid of them. And then move in a whole bunch of condos. You know, and I think that, you know, that's just a process. That that's what they allow, allow us to do. But they, and I, and I also think it's actually something different too, because a lot of our communities was actually built because they didn't want these communities anymore, right? right. So North and all these projects were actually created for white people. Let's break this down, right? So when they talk about redlining, right? All these projects was created because it was factories near these, these, these places, right? right? So these, let's say High Street and all, Prince Street, all those streets were at white people. So what happened is once they started, once black people started to get those factory jobs, right? White people no longer wanted to stay there anymore. So white people moved out, black people moved in in order to, you know, keep keep money coming in. So that's how projects actually end up happening. A lot of those projects was actually built. If you read Redlining, it's actually a book. Um, read it, and that's exactly what actually transpired. But you realize how much money is passed through the black community. So why not bring businesses right back to it? Right. That's why they build up downtown North again. You put Gap down there. You put these, these, you know what I mean? You put Starbucks. Yeah, they worked the first time. And, and, they, and they, they was cleaning that motherfucker out. <laughs> but what they had to do is they had to... <laughs> that, <laughs> walking, King they, they, off, okay? that shit was there for three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> so what they did was now they realized that, okay, well, we can't just put businesses there. We got to have people live there. So when you have people live there, they police there differently because they request they request cops to actually show up there, right? right? So if you notice, you go down downtown Nook and you pass Market Street, you cross the street, it's a completely different world. Yeah, yeah. One side of Market is still Nook. It's still Nook. You cross the street, it's a completely different world. I would say it's really from Urban Turner down, honestly, because it has become to me like the financial 
district. Visual Financials District of right. New York. And New York, I mean, it's, New York is so vast. Right. It's so vast. It's so vast. So for me to, you know, and, and like you said, it's, uh, you just said something. It's, 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 it's almost like it is kind of conditioned to be this gloomy scene because yeah. yeah. it promotes violence. It promotes people getting incarcerated right. and, and that's what it is. It's like livestock. You see what I'm saying? So I remember back in 2005, six, I had cut a lot of guys' dreadlocks off in that year. Like I like they would come in like you come out here, come out here, come like insanely amount of guys. Because at that time it was still white tees, blue jeans, and Tim's. Right. With dreads. And they was just snatching you up. Cause everyone was like in a uniform, nigga. We was all everybody was wearing white tees, jeans, and boots. So that was that And once you had the dreadlocks, they would they had every probable cause at that time just to pick you up. Just pick you up. Cause they gonna say a black guy with dreads. This is the things that we have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's another thing I wanna tap on a little bit, which is super dope. The fact that now there's no Like, uh, fashion isn't ruling society anymore. Mm -hmm. Fashion rules society. At one point. Yeah. At one point. Not too long ago. Yeah. You, you, you like, you, you have to have certain. What she was wearing. Brands on to yeah. be uh, validated. Somebody. 